It's time to talk about Las Vegas with Ira. Each week, Ira David Sternberg talks with the celebrities, entertainers, writers, and personalities who make Las Vegas the most exciting city in the world. And now, here's Ira. Downtown Las Vegas has always been a unique tourist destination of its own. Even when COVID was decimating the Strip, downtown saw the opening of Circa. And before Circa, downtown saw a revival of entertainment options. My guest, Ken Henderson, CEO of the Best Agency Talent Company, is the man behind the Notoriety Live Music Hall, featuring multiple performance stages on the third floor of Fremont Street's Neonopolis. For everything about Notoriety Live, go to NotorietyLive.com and you can follow the venue on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Notoriety Live LV. And Ken, welcome to the show. Well, thanks for having me. You are a Las Vegas native, so including my wife, Gina, that makes three of you that I know. And uh, (laughs) tell us a little bit about your background so our, our audience gets a sense of you before we talk about this fascinating entertainment option you have going on downtown. Well... Gosh, I don't know if I have an exciting background. I was born and raised here, you know, went to school here. I, I, I never left. And the interesting thing, I think, we always comes up, someone brings it up, if I don't bring it up first, but the only real introduction to entertainment that I really ever had was that I was actually Caesar at Caesar's Palace back in the day. And that led to me working for Caesar's and then ultimately led to me having an agency and getting into the entertainment world. And it's something it seems you were born for, especially, I must be getting really old because I remember that story about you starting at Caesars as Caesars and then going on from there. So uh, that's fascinating. So you made, the, you made the transition into the entertainment world. And what draws you to downtown Las Vegas specifically versus other elements of your portfolio? Well, originally, you know, notoriety has been a concept of mine since since back in, oh God, if I go back to like 2004, 2005. And at the time, um, I had presented the idea to Rob Goldstein at the Venetian Hotel because my other company, Best Agency, was doing all the gondolas and all that kind of stuff. So I had a great relationship there. And, you know, I think in being in the agent world, you know, I met so many talent, amazing talent that, but you you understood the landscape of the city and, and, you know, there just wasn't a home for them. So, at the time, it was going to be a, a bar with a live, with a stage and then a recording studio. So I had a record label with that. And so I, the, the idea was to take these, these young or, or old or just new artists that were just amazing and give them a home to play in and then uh, produce their, their album and then, you know, try to just cultivate it from there and create kind of a vibe. And I had multiple locations and ideas and all that to happen. So Venetian was very interested in putting it there. We had picked a space. We were getting ready to kind of get, you know, serious about it. And then I think by the time all that was, it was 2006 and then, or 2007 and then 2008 hit, which was, you know, the economic downfall. And Rob had said, love the idea, but we're not doing anything at this point in the game. So I kind of shelved it for a while. And, um, Fast forwarded, just a lot of years went by and just worked on the agency and grew and were in Miami and different different areas and um, building more shows and, and getting more contracts and, and still doing what we've done. And then um, 
I, I had a, a gentleman uh, named uh, Rohit Joshi who actually owns the building that I'm in. He was trying to track me down. He apparently, I had worked with him years and years ago, getting him some showgirls for something, but I'm not 100%, you know, remembering that moment. And he was trying to get a hold of me, and my assistant kept saying, you know, this this guy's trying to get a hold of you. He wants to talk to you about something. And I was kind of avoiding it because I didn't remember him. And then he just showed up. He came to my office and sat down and had saw a production. I think he saw uh, Between the Lines that I produced for Clint Holmes at the Palazzo Theater. And he was just like, I, you got to come here. You got to do this. You got to take my third level because it was used to be old movie theaters and stuff. Right. And, and so, um, I just said, it's, you know, it's way too big. It's not, you know, I mean, that's just, that's supersizing my idea, you know, tenfold. And he just was relentless. And it, it probably about, you know, seven months of courting <laughs> and, and we made the deal and, and then, you know, just got into putting, you know, a lot of effort and downtown. The reason, I guess, your original question downtown is it's so it's where it all started. You know, there's so much history down here. And I think being born, you know, born and raised here. I mean, I remember when it was thriving and I remember when it was the place to come to. And I was young when it was happening. But that's where all the big boys played. I mean, Sinatra and Sammy Davis, all down this area, Golden Nugget, all those places. So it really is the beginning of Vegas. And so I just thought it was kind of cool. And I thought, you know what, it's it's going to be a destination venue because we are we do ticketed sales. We market it to, you know, you're coming to see something, you know, it's not just a place you're going to walk up to and go, although we will have those nights, but it's kind of a destination thing. So it's 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 working. I mean, it's starting to work. But, you know, COVID hit, obviously, I don't have to remind anybody about that. And, uh, you know, I was just getting ready to kick it off and just finished a bunch of remodeling a lot of stuff that we had to do to get it right. And then we were kind of sitting dormant for a little bit, but we stayed open. We just followed the guidelines, you know, we, as, as tough as they were, we kept doing it. And today, you know, it's loosening up. We're selling out shows. We've had Clint Holmes perform. We've got a composer showcase, which is something that used to be at the Smith Center. We have a magic show, uh, David Goldrake. We have Vinnie Grosso. He's a mentalist. These are people that have been on the strip in their own show showrooms. We have a drag show, which is uh, called Fabulous, which is great. Edie from Zumanity, the old Cirque du Soleil show. And so it's, we're, they're just, people are coming out of the woodwork and they just love the space. They love the feel of it. It's just a hidden, kind of a hidden gem. And it really doesn't compete with, with the big boys. I mean, I've had hotel presidents come to it for some events that we did and they love the place. They said, we don't have this. This is, this is that that middle ground place where, you know, I have eight theaters and ranging from 60 seats to 250 seats at the moment. And then one that goes to 400, but that needs a little bit more love at the, at this point. But they just don't have those, you know, all the showrooms on the strip are much bigger and uh, which is great because I couldn't accommodate that kind of thing. So I don't know. It, it's like the perfect storm right now. And what what you said earlier about that you still stayed open despite COVID, following the guidelines, not a lot of places were able to, most places were not able to do that. They weren't. They weren't. We were fortunate because, you know, I could operate in the, in the shows that I were, that I was doing, I could operate at that lower number, even when we were at 50 seats and stuff. So, you know, because we have a bar, the room that we are utilizing the most right now is called the Robin Leach Lounge, which is probably 8,000 square feet. 
and it's it's got a full bar and it's got super high ceilings and it just you know people felt safe it was great because we had all demographics of people cuz we we did a i had a 30 piece orchestra on on the stage and you know an older demographic that was they felt good there they said you know i feel safe here because the ceilings are high we were social distancing everything the city was constantly on me in a good way but they were constantly coming down and they finally stopped because they said okay he's doing it right and you know we temperatures at the door you had to wear a mask you know respect other people and you know it just you know, I don't have to tell you, the world just slowly started getting a little bit more and they took it back once and then they gave it to us again and we just kept going. So, yeah, I, I'm I'm pretty proud of that. And it really, I think, helped a lot of people. We put a lot of musicians to work that weren't working. And um, even though it was, you know, not what they're used to making and doing, but they, they were they just wanted to be on stage. You know, they wanted to keep doing their thing. So we were pretty excited about it. No, absolutely, especially when most of the town was not open. You gave a lifeline to a lot of performers and musicians who, as you say, they're not going to get compensated the way you normally would, but allows them to work their chops and just get their talent out there on stage. Yeah, that was that was the idea. And, I, and it, you know, when we started a comedy show, which which is my show called Four Funny Comics, and it's, it, it was really interesting to see these and these were we we had a uh, I have a host Mike Faverman who's you know been on Showtime and all the the bigger shows in the Comedy Central and the LA Comedy Club and and it was interesting to watch these people who have been on shows that you know that we've watched and they were so rusty and they said literally we haven't been on a stage in nine months and they they're you know they were getting their groove back and it was. I mean, they made many comments. Like, I'm sorry. I, it feels like I've been up here an hour, and I'm not even <laughs> not even close to. It's just it's it's like anything, you know. It's whether it's a you know physical workout or whatever. People just weren't doing anything, and they just were so grateful to be back on stage and and working it out. And people were. It was great to watch the audiences react and support them, and you know because they felt it too. You know, everybody felt it. It was really very 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 cool experience. And I think the audience would have patience for those performers who are a little bit rusty. As you said, they haven't been on stage for all those months. Right. They they were. And, and they were still very funny. I mean, it's just that, you know, they're, they're not in there. You know, usually comics are touring and working everywhere every night and just keeping their vibe going. And so it was it was super great. But we, we even had Polly Shore on stage, which was great. So that's some 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 names here doing some stuff. Yeah, and, and the more people hear about notoriety, you're going to get more and more people wanting to perform. Are you totally hands-on with it, or do you have help with other people on in your firm so that, because I would imagine just running that operation, let alone all the other things you do, you could go crazy. Right. Well, you know, it's, it, it, it reminds me of, of the beginning, uh, everything, you know, I've ever been involved with. You know, I'm, I'm kind of in the trenches because I think it's important to really understand what needs to be done to get it to where I want it to be. It's, it's kind of like telling your kids, keep, keep the house clean like you would keep, keep your room clean. You know, everybody's got a different way they want to do it. So I, I wanted it to be my way and, and everything really top notch. And so yes, I do have some people that are helping out with me and kind of playing some dual roles because we're doing some events. The synergy between both best agency and notoriety, I think is going to be phenomenal because even in the event world, you know, we kind of have our team kind of has their own space to work with. 
So they they literally can walk down and walk people through and say, yeah, this is our playground. You know, tell us what you want. And so far, it's been great. We've booked as many events as we can at the at the number of people that we can. We've done weddings. We've done several virtual charities. I don't know if you, you know, I, I'm involved with the Juvenile Diabetes Foundation here in town. I used to be the president. And so we've always, Best Agency has always done their galas. And, you know, now it's virtual. So we've moved them and we're doing them at notoriety. Best is doing it. And so we've we've done all kinds of things like that. So it's kind of a, a, a big effort, but I'm here every day. So it's a lot of work. I kind of just split it up. And then, of course, for a while was working from home on, on everything. We kept our offices at Best Agency closed for a while and just people worked from home. But we kept moving there as well. We were fortunate to be partners with, with the Venetian and we had the gondolas. They kept going and, and the gondoliers were still working. And it was pretty amazing getting through this. Yeah, it's a great story. Let's take a break. My guest, Ken Henderson, is CEO of the Best Agency Talent Company and the man behind the Notoriety Live Music Hall featuring multiple performance stages on the third floor of Fremont Street's Neonopolis. For everything about Notoriety Live, go to notorietylive.com and follow the venue on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Notoriety Live LV. We'll be right back. We'll be back with more Talk About Las Vegas with Ira in just a moment. Come discover a world of possibilities, a world of wonder, a world carefully curated with interactive, hands-on experiences that put the unique needs of children to play, explore, belong, and learn right where they should be, and that's first. Discovery Children's Museum. Our kids first. For more information, please visit discoverykidslv.org. Now let's get back to Talk About Las Vegas with Ira. Welcome back. I'm talking with Ken Henderson. He's CEO of the Best Agency Talent Company, the man behind the Notoriety Live Music Hall in downtown Las Vegas, featuring multiple performance stages on the third floor of Fremont Street's Neonopolis. For everything about Notoriety Live, go to notorietylive.com and you can follow the venue on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Notoriety Live LV. And Ken, because it's such a mix of performances and special events, you mentioned weddings, etc. How do you decide who will perform there from your point of view? In other words, what kinds of acts will work for the venue? Do you factor in certain aspects of the performer's talent or what their draw is? Or what, what is the decision-making process on that? Well, it's, it, you know, I, we pretty much audition everybody. What I have learned in this business is, uh, and even, you know, managing and producing shows for, you know, people as, as big as Clint Holmes and as well known as Clint Holmes, you know, you're, you're dealing with, you're always battling what's going on in the city because we have become so inundated with entertainment. People are just walking around and not committing to anything until it's the last minute because there's so much to do. So I've learned that in tr instead of trying to specifically push a name out there or, or, or a talent um, and try to get the world to know who they are, I've focused on really getting people to know what notoriety is. And notoriety is the tagline is discover the undiscovered. So it's really a vessel for you know, my commitment is amazing talent. So nothing goes on the stage that isn't 
in my eyes, great talent. And, and I have other people that sit with me and watch it that are, that are very, you know, good at this as well as in, so I get different opinions, but so I, I want people to know that, oh, I just know this cool place called Notoriety. They have all this stuff going on and it's, and everything we've seen there so far from music to magic to drag, it's, it's been so great and so well done. And just, we, we loved our experience. That's what I'm, uh, what, what I'm focusing on. So anything that gets on any stage there, has to be good. I mean, I get tons of people that come in and say, Hey, you know, can I do my, you know, whatever. And they have an idea and, you know, I look at what they have and I just said, you know, it's not for us. Thanks though. But it's, it's, I I don't want to be an experimental ground as much as I want to just be more of a launching pad for really good talent. And I'm trying to reach out of this market as well, even into the LA market and give people opportunity there to come here and give the people of Las Vegas some different variety that they haven't seen. So I've had, you know, American Idol guys here. I've had, you know, people that were on American Idol, people that America's Got Talent, people on The Voice. They've all come and stood on the stage and loved stuff and some have performed. And those are the kind of people that I want here that it's really just a customer experience that I want people to walk away and go, wow. So they'll know who the artist is once they leave. But that's not what we're marketing, you know. We're marketing the space, and and then when you when you come to Notoriety, just know it's going to be great. So that's what I'm focusing on. It sounds like your version of quality control. In other words, yeah. everything that appear every everybody that appears on the stages of Notoriety will have passed your rigorous observations. In other words, you're not going to you're not going to have somebody on that. Oh yeah, I do this Elvis thing, and and it's this way, and it's very funny, or whatever it is. It doesn't matter, and that very well may pass your muster. But you have to see it. You have to talk to the guys, so that anything appearing on the stages there are going to be of a quality yeah. nature. Yes. Okay. Um, I, when I first, when we were first doing, you know, so we had a live music night that we're doing. We're get we're getting ready to start a. You know, initially music was my was my my push, and when we were bringing bands up, we we would have days that we would just have auditions. And exactly right, I mean, people would stand up on the stage and just, oh goodness, it was like not. I mean, God bless them for trying, but it just wasn't what what I was going to do because, unfortunately, you know, you get which I've learned through best agency, and we've always done it this way: is you get one opportunity to to have that first shot at it that first experience and and they're going to walk away and say oh my gosh it was amazing or they're going to go it was okay or they're going to say it was horrible and that's what goes out there and then we as humans we listen to that you know we we just go oh yeah no i heard it's 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 horrible and you just want to make sure that you cross all the t's and dot the i's and just yesterday i you know had to talk to everybody about when the doors open, it has to be ready. I don't want any excuses from the video on the screen to the lighting the way it's supposed to be. I mean, that's, I don't care if it's just one person walking in. It has to be like, holy crap, look at this place. You know, this is really cool. Not lights on and people wiping down tables and doing that thing. So everybody that my, my whole team at Best Agency, you know, that's who all of those people are. They, they know that it's always got to be quality and, so yeah, it's it's um and it pushes people, it pushes talent to to another level. I mean, if 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 they just need to get a few things in order to make it right, then I tell them I said, "Listen, just get this done, do this, and let's have you come back and let's talk about it." And 
if they're committed, they're interested. We are going to have, starting pretty soon, a uh, singer-songwriter competition. And that's going to be a time, and again, that's going to be, I'm going to interview people first, and we're going to make sure that they're of the caliber we want. But these are people that would normally not get to get on a stage, at least of the caliber that we have, and be seen. And that's the idea for them to get seen. And, and then eventually through the competition, if they win, they can, they'll have their own night that they perform and they'll be able to invite their friends and family and we'll market it as such and introduce people to a new artist. It sounds great. And a lot of our listeners are from out of the market. So they'll get a chance to visit Notoriety when they come into town. And when you mentioned about the layout of the theaters. Could you give us a little bit more of a tour, so to speak, uh, almost an oral tour rather than a virtual tour of what's there? In other words, it was primarily, originally it was movie theaters and you've converted them into stages and performance areas, right? Correct. So theater style, there's five that are, you know, picture a movie theater. You know, you, you've got the seats and, and then down to the stage, we put stages down there and we left that we have screens in a couple of them because that'll be part of it can be part of the effect of, of whoever's doing whatever. So I have some smaller theaters that are 60 or one's a 60 seat, one's a 70 seat. Then I have kind of a 200 seat. It's almost um, it almost looks like a small playhouse inside. Now, that was modified prior to me by something called Poker Dome that was in there. And it was it was a virtual uh, they videoed it and it was a. I think it was a TV show or something. So that theater we're working on now, that, that lends itself to be almost a, a small playhouse for plays and, sure. and, and maybe workshops and that kind of thing. Right, or maybe a one-man show, spoken one-man show type thing. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, and a lot of interesting, it's, it's, it's great to walk talent through them all because everyone finds their, their feel and they go, ooh, this is the room I would love. Then I have two larger theaters, which are 250 seats. And those are just a bigger theater. And then there's a, a, the largest one, which is 400 seats. And it, there was some demolition done on it prior to me that just wasn't, um, I don't, I don't even know what it was or why, ha- what happened, but I have it now and we have all the seats to put back in and we're doing that. And, and that's, that's really a big performance area because, you know, even if in the strip, I mean, you have 700 seat theater. I mean, unless you're, some of the bigger names in town, you're not filling those seats. So 400 seats can do a legitimately big show. I mean, and so that's why we want to get that one up and running. Then I have two lounges. So I have the Robin Leach Lounge and then something we call the Chandelier Room. And the, and both of those are kind of cabaret style. Both have very massive bars in them, great lighting, just a really cool vibe. You know, it's, it's, um, so it lends itself great for doing more intimate kind of shows where people are sitting cabaret style, sitting in, in in tables and chairs and that kind of thing. And then we have one more room, uh, which we have two two shows in now on a regular basis. And that's the we call it the Rankus Hines room, which is the sound system that I have throughout all the theaters. It's a great company called Rankus Hines, and and they're digitally steered speakers, so it just it it they're it exactly what I needed for these rooms because they're complicated rooms and it just sounds amazing. So it, that's, that's that theater. And, um, it's got its own feel too. It, 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 I could do a talk show in there. I could do a TV show, you know, uh, working on that actually right now, kind of my own show 
televised for that that we would do you know just featuring artists just talking about them and how they got here and what they're doing or whatever so um you know all those kind of cool ideas so that's really the layout of it it's literally nine different rooms and they all have a their own kind of feel to them so once we're fully using two of them now going now into the third cabaret style room which we have some shows that want to go in there but also it's really a great room for doing just events you know uh, from a you know a charity to sit down dinners whatever we're working on the back area now to create a sort of a kitchen area so that caterers can come in and and do their thing and have a right space to service it so we have a lot of interest in people coming to it of course the important question for everybody is what about parking well, the great thing is, is we sit on top of two levels of parking. So we have our own parking is probably 600 spaces a level. You go to the elevator, push level three, and you come right up to our front door. So it's really easy. How has the reaction been from the other downtown properties to notoriety? They actually love it. I've had some of the team from Circa and the D Hotel come through, and they don't have shows, and they don't have showrooms. And so they're they're happy because they wanted to see... Is it of the level that they want to send their customers to? And they love it. So that's been really great. I think I'm hoping to be involved with Life is Beautiful. We're trying to get some meetings together because, you know, a lot of times they need some after parties or small performance venues for the different artists coming in. So we seem to be well received. I mean, we're not really competing with everybody. We're not a restaurant. So, you know, it's, it's, it's not that. And it's, again, it's targeted. If you want to see Clint Holmes, then you're, you know, it's ticketed sales and you go online to our website and you'll see everything that we're doing. We've got a, a show called Hootenanny, which is coming in, which is actually Jimmy Denning from the Tenors of Rock and Vin A, who is with Bronx Wanderers. And they've put a, a show together that has a multitude of performers from different shows and stuff that are, and, and it's a once a month, just crazy Hootenanny and in uh, Scotland means, you know, party. It's a big party. And so we've done that. We're, we've done one already and we've got another one coming up. So I, I honestly, you know, because I don't, I'm not good with criticism. So I, I, I it, it really, it, 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 it really doesn't feel good, especially when you're trying so hard, but it has been such great feedback. I mean, the, the, any reviews have been great. Customers have written great things. You know, people just say, I didn't know, you know, it's, and I love to hear that because that just is one more person that's going to go out and tell about it. Yeah. Word of mouth. Um, Absolutely. You know, so it's, it's, it's really that. And so, so far, I mean, I think we're doing everything right. And it's just now just, you know, I just love to see these people get on stage. I mean, Clint Holmes got on stage last month for the first time. We, We created something for him called the Regeneration Series, and he's going to do once a month a show. And it's something different always, but it was just emotional. I mean, to the people, it was sold out and we can put 80 people, 90 people, depends on, you know, how far back we want to see them, but, and all social distance, you know, everything's done the right way. And it was the whole place. It was emotional. He was emotional. I mean, just to stand on the stage and, and, and do it again. And it just, it, it, I can't even describe it. It just made people feel like, you know, we're breathing again, you know? And so everything that's that's going on is amazing. So 
it's it's just I, I just love to hear the feedback. I mean, it's great to when you know you're trying hard and and people see it. Um, I mean, I listen to the other stuff. I, I do, and I want to fix it if it's not right. But it it's just we've had really very blessed right now that it's that it's doing what I envisioned, and it's kind of more of a give back thing. You know, I kind of my drive is more to do stuff for these folks, and um, and we're getting ready to start a foundation as well, which will be a a five hundred one, which is gonna support the arts and possibly kids who are wouldn't have a chance to get involved in something or kids that might be going in a different direction and this could be a help too so we're just now putting that together and i'm sure we'll you know it'll be out there soon but that's the idea you well know? that's a great way to leave it my guest has been ken henderson he's ceo of the best agency talent company the man behind the notoriety live music hall featuring multiple performance stages on the third floor of fremont streets neonopolis for everything about Notoriety Live, go to NotorietyLive.com and you can follow the venue on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Notoriety Live LV. And Ken, thanks for being on the show. Thank you, Ira. See you next time. You've been listening to Talk About Las Vegas with Ira. Each week, Ira David Sternberg talks with the celebrities, entertainers, writers, and personalities who make Las Vegas the most exciting city in the world. Yeah,